Imagine how kind the world could be if each of us spent a small part of our day actively listening to someone else. In each episode of Active Listening, students from the University of St. Francis share conversation with older adults and discuss life lessons. The project's goal is simple, to bring people together through the kindness of listening. Today we're going to hear from Mary. She was interviewed by Georgia Lieb. Mary is a strong woman, and she loves that about herself. And in their conversation, Mary shares a collection of life lessons. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a nurse. I always wanted to be a nurse, but do you know what? I didn't get a chance to be a nurse, but I got a chance to be a teacher. And I was a preschool teacher for for umpteen years. Wow. about, About 25, 30 years. And I did do some CNA nursing, you know, home health care. I did work in the nursing home. But I always wanted to, now that I'm retired, I've been retired now for 11 years. And I still, you know, once you, uh, the field that you're in, I still work with small children, you know, around them, teaching them a, a, a they always want to be around me and I teach them, you know, like a, a person that's in between. When their parents can't do nothing with them, they'll bring them to me and they say, well, she won't do this for me. And so I, I said, okay, sit the child down. I don't have no problem. And I can't understand how come parents, they, they don't have the patient with the children. And see, they don't realize the parents is the child first teacher, not the teacher. But you know, they had to learn, so I just say, you know, and do it with her, and they can't understand. They say, well, how in the world she can, you know, that she can do that and I can't do. But you have to be patient with children when you're trying to get them. You cannot scold them, well, you got to do this. You just get that, you know, just take it and, and do things, make an example, and show them what you want done, and they'll do it with no problem. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy life. And I keep myself busy. They say, well, you will never get bored or nothing. When I just, when I want to do something, I just get up and go. What is the best thing about being a parent? Well, the best thing for being a parent, uh, for having children, it was just good to be able to have children. There are some people that are not able to have children. Mm-hmm. But it's good to be able to have children, to raise children, and to teach them the way to go, that means that they they'll have a good life. And I and both of my I had um, my oldest son. He was in service Air Force for ten years. My younger son, he was a just altogether different. My daughter, she um, worked in a nursing home. She loved nursing. She loved taking care of people, and she, it's just around a clock for her. She got it from you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told her, I said, I said, a little mama-like daughter. How do you define a good life or a successful life? I think you take a minute to think about that. Cause that's... A good life is, is a life that you would want to honor. You want to be a light to somebody else. Or could be a good example for somebody else. Not only for your children. But for somebody else that's coming along, if they can see that you, you know, having a good life, 
then that would make them want to walk in your shoes. But you have to learn to be thankful for what you do have. And then in the later time, you can get the things that you really was desire to have. And I love it. You know, I love life. I love my life. Because, see, you got to first love yourself. And if you love yourself, that means that you can be able to reach out and love somebody else and want to show somebody else and help somebody else to, to have that life. You've already kind of mentioned this about your daughter, but mm-hmm. how are your children like you or unlike you? They're hard workers, and my daughter don't mind going back to school, you know, to better her life. And and she just loves it, you know, she loves, and the people love her because of the way she, you know, she is and stuff like that. Plus, she has two boys and a grandson, and she just adores the grandson. He just uh, like her, you know. You know how sometimes you can have children that can fill a spot. See, um, both of them, my sons, were her brothers, and see, she, she lost two brothers and pretty much close together. And that, and she did take that. She took it real hard. I had to really kind of you know, kind of stay close to her and kind of help her to, you know, look forward to it. What has changed you the most or inspired you the most? From a young woman, you know how you be when you're young, and then when you get older, how there's a different change in when you were younger, how you went about through life. And then when you're older, you go about it in a different way. You're more so careful when you're older, then when you're younger, you didn't care. You know, I can do what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. You know, I don't care if I don't have to eat them. But then when you get older, you take one day at a time, one step at a time, and you try to stay on that straight street instead of going all over the place. And you try to tell them that they don't need to, you know, have babies before they time that they got plenty of time to have babies, plenty of time to get a, the most of the thing is to do is to get an education and then get your job and then do some of the things that you would like to do first before children ties you down. What's the best compliment you ever received? <laughs> that I was a strong woman. They said, you know, they said, I, I admire you because out of all you've been through, you could consider to be a strong woman. Wow. And some of them said, well, I don't see how you did it. You know, and I said, well, if it hadn't been for the good Lord on my side, I wouldn't have. Because what I done been through, a lot of people go crazy. They get to themselves and they don't want to be bothered. They're withdrawn for everybody. You know, and there's, you know, it's not the time. To, that's the time you need to draw two people or have somebody around you. That's what I mean I can help other people now because of the, the experiment that I don't been through. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to give give it back to somebody else to help them. Can you describe the neighborhood that you grew up in a little bit more? In Alabama we all were just like, you know, we had houses, you know, friends 
that lived. We all went to the same school. We walked to school, you know, except the uh, elementary school. Our parents had to take us and drop us off because it was a little okay. further. But then when we once we moved, you know, went into high school, we was able to walk from my house to school. And we had different friends there. All of us walked together. We some got along, some didn't. You know, you're always going to have children that, that, you know, we had one family that was there, and this lady had about seven or eight kids. And they, they thought they was the baddest thing in, in, in the neighborhood. <laughs> 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 they, they, they were taking beat up everybody, you know, in the neighborhood. So one day, we, you know, we all, my mother worked at a college. And in the summertime, they let the young teenagers have a job working there, serving tables and stuff. So on the way home, these uh, young girls, they decided that they wanted to pick at me, you know. And and uh, my mother had always taught us not to, you know, fight or nothing like that. But she said, but one thing I want you to do to be able to do is to take care of yourself. And so this day I was coming on, and they just started for some no reason at all. You know, you know how some people just love to pick. And I had an umbrella. Because it was supposed to rain that day, but it didn't rain. But the umbrella came in handy. Because when they started something, I, I was able to use the umbrella. And, and do you not know, I didn't have no more problem out of those. <laughs> Sometimes you be one thinking that you want to be one thing, but then God had plan for you to be something else. So. But I love teaching, you know, because the children was, they were three to five year old, and they were so cute. <laughs> That's the best age. Yeah, they were so cute just to hear them, <laughs> just to hear them talk. Sometimes they 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 had plenty of knowledge about themselves. One uh, young lady, she's a uh, young girl. She was white, and she and she seen that my skin was brown, and she said, "Miss Mary," I said, "Yes." Why is your skin brown and mine is white? I said, because we just different colors. I said, there's all types of colors. And I said, we just happen to be different colors. I said, I'm color, I'm black, and you are white. I said, but you know what? My blood and your blood is red. Only thing different about us, we just got different color skin. What you just heard is part of the Active Listening series put together as a collaboration between the University of St. Francis and WBOI. Additional conversations can be found online at WBOI.org or wherever WBOI podcasts are found. Faculty advisors for active listening are Miles Fulwider, Jane Martin, and Kristen Miller. This program was also made possible thanks to the support of Trina Bodeker from the USF Office for Service and Social Action. Our interviewers are Laura Jansen, Georgia Lieb, Caleb Meyer, Sean Rollins, Jennifer Schinkel, Sage Souter, Miranda Tyler, Kendra Seifring, and Doe Thong. USF Meta students are Nicholas Cardosa, Vaughn Gallagher, Joey Lamping, Ashley Price, Renee Robinson, Tyler Ross, and Jennifer Schinkel. Active Listening's creative director is Larissa Whitaker. Our music is by Noah Campadonico. And thank you for listening.